0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You
1: may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus
2: Radio Network.
0: There is uh, one issue the world is talking about, one topic the world is talking about, and that, of course, is the uh, executive decision uh, taken by uh, Mr. Trump, Donald Trump, President of the United States, on refugees and citizens of seven Middle Eastern and North African countries being banned from the United States for four months, 120 days, and uh, all refugee claims being stopped for 90 days. Unless you're Syrian, and in that case, uh, the ban is indefinite. And then, of course, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau last evening tweeted in response to President Trump's executive action that uh, refugees are welcome in Canada, and that's got a lot of play internationally. We're going to talk about that this hour. We'll talk about uh, the uh, president's executive action and uh, the Canadian prime minister's response, and we'll ask you. Which of the two you more identify with yesterday was very, very active on the phones on this issue, and a majority of people who called in felt it was necessary for Canada to take a more conciliatory approach with the uh, with the Trump administration. Uh, several people said that Canada should be in lockstep with what uh, the Trump administration has decided to do. Interesting, with all of the news that's everywhere, and I was watching last night. I was watching American television and uh, the the words chaos and crisis were used over and over and over. Uh, It was somewhat chaotic at airports. Um, Is it a crisis? We'll see what you think. Interestingly, the Quinnipiac Quinnipiac, uh, University poll that came out on the 12th of January, 48% of Americans voted to support quote suspending immigration from terror-prone regions even if it means turning away refugees. Forty-eight percent. Forty-two percent of Americans disagreed with that position, and uh, 10 percent had no opinion. My great friend Richard Curland, Vancouver immigration lawyer, who's advised federal government and the province of Quebec on immigration matters, joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Cordless Radio Network, and Richard was at a a rally in Vancouver earlier this morning. To uh, Richard, you were there to to challenge the position taken by the the president of the United States.
2: Yes, uh, I was not alone. Uh, there were leaders of uh, Canada's uh, mainstream religious groups, right across the spectrum, uh, present, uh, and uh, it was quite the event.
0: Um, what does this say to you? I'll ask you what it says to you as an individual. You have a lot of world experience, you have a lot of international experience on a personal and then the professional level as well. So personally and professionally, what does Mr. Trump's decision, the executive action say to you?
1: Well,
2: it says to me, uh, this is a cagey politician 2.0. What's going on in my personal view is that a politician is playing to his base, implementing an executive order which reasonably, uh, he ought to know, will not withstand judicial scrutiny. So when the court slams down the Trump executive order, uh, the president can turn to his base to say, look, we tried, I tried, it didn't go, those gosh darn judges, and he's free and clear of the political promise. I think that's what's going on.
0: So interestingly, I was wondering about the timing, and I spoke with Dr. Zudi Jasser about this yesterday. He'll be joining us again today, the co-founder of the, uh, um, the uh, American Muslim Reform Movement and a former lieutenant commander in the U.S. Navy. And I said it was the timing. And I spoke to Colonel, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Steve Day, the former commanding officer of JTF2, our Canadian Special Forces uh, National Anti-Terrorism our military unit, and I said the timing is really kind of strange to me. There wasn't anything in the way of any precursor. There wasn't any introduction. There wasn't any real conversation. I mean, he'd said it, it, the President had said it during the campaign, of course, but it suddenly appeared as an executive action, and I wondered about the timing. Now, you have just said something that made me think that next week, the President of the United States said he's going to name his nominee for the Supreme Court of the United States. So, if your your hypothesis is correct, Stephen, then there's tremendous pushback to the EA, the executive action that he's undertaken on refugees and immigration. The court strikes it down, and the president can then say, see, I'll take your argument a step further, see, the courts can't be trusted, so therefore, we need this individual to be on the Supreme Court to make sure that the appropriate decisions that are taken in the Oval Office are in fact then upheld, underscored, and supported by the courts.
2: And there we go. Uh, that, that completes the cycle of political strategic planning. I, I think that's absolutely bang on. Uh, we should expect to see more <laughs> policy miracles like this over the next uh, first 100 days. Uh, and unfortunately, there are victims of this. What bogs the mind is how someone can reasonably say that a person cleared by United States intelligence and security mechanisms uh, who has a visa, uh, would not have a visa without that background check, is suddenly stranded, if not detained in an immigration jail. That, that's just amazing at a minimum. Uh, Fair warning, even a one-week notice to not get on the airplane with your approved American visa would have been appropriate. Why, oh, why would you want to, in mid-flight, catch people who on arrival were expecting the Statue of Liberty light of freedom and find themselves in the dark recesses of immigration detention? It 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 boggles the mind.
0: There's a lot of support for President Trump
2: yeah yes indeed and uh, that polling question i think the result would have been different had the extra words uh, appeared uh... would you would you like to uh... would you like to ensure that every single person immigrating from known terrorist regions undergo a security and background check before uh, receiving a visa that's what happens that wasn't on the question and but, but Richard, that would
0: that would be understood. There. That would be understood by people that there would be a background check. If you're going to get a green card, and you're coming from an area of the world where terrorists, are, or if we can say they're terrorist-producing regions, I think that was the question. I can find the question again. The Quinniac oh, well, yeah. could it be today, cool? today, But if that—that's—that's uh, that's, let, let, let me finish. Let me Richard, let me finish. That—that's—that's understood by most people, I would think. That a background check, a proper check, is going to be done before you get your green card.
2: True enough. Uh, the the total number of murders committed by individuals in the United States from these target countries that are subject to this executive order in the last um, 30 years, zero, zero. Yet there's over 2,200 deaths attributed uh, to uh, green card holders or American temporary status holders from Saudi Arabia. But Saudi Arabia is not on that list. So in terms of a fact-based analysis, there's something, something missing from the, from the pie. Uh, until a few hours ago, Canada's very own immigration minister has been barred from the United States because he was born in Somalia. What gives?
0: Well, um, we're going to find out. Now, it's within, it's within the purview of the president of the United States— See, here's where I think the courts may not be able to support the position that these two judges have taken. or one I don't know if it was one or two uh, judges in the United States took yesterday, and that is that constitutionally, Mm. the President of the United States has the right to make the decision Mr. Trump made. And you know who told us that? The former director of the Office for Citizenship and Immigration, United States Service, under Barack Obama, you told us that yesterday. So what I want to do, let me take a quick break, Richard. Yep. Then we'll come back and we'll talk some more, and I'll play back for you what our guest told us yesterday, and uh, we'll see what our what our friend Richard Curlin has to say. We'll come back. Stay with us, please.
1: Have a comment about today's
0: show? Visit RoyGreenShow.com. The
1: Roy Green Show on the
0: Chorus Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. You can tweet me there as well at The Roy Green Show. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. Richard Curland, Vancouver immigration lawyer, national immigration lawyer, is uh, with us and talking about the executive action undertaken by President Trump concerning refugees and then also um, anyone traveling from seven named nations in the Middle East and North Africa to the United States. You know the story now. Uh, Richard. Share with us, before we get into anything else, share with us a little bit. I was just reading earlier the words that you spoke this morning at the, uh, at the what, how, what would you call it, a rally, a protest? What, what's the word?
2: Uh, well, I, I guess it's more a rally for hope uh, aimed at bringing to Canada uh, the folks who had pre-cleared visas, passed security checks, and are lingering in American jails or, or at the airports uh Justin Trudeau prime minister issued a tweet that was heartwarming we felt across the entire country that Canada's diversity is is our strength and and now it's time to act uh Canadian immigration history has seen before uh cases where people have been close to our shores at our shores uh, and and face the uh, detention or, or, or faced uh, uh, dire circumstances and we can't just turn a blind eye to these uh, relatively small number of people uh, if the Americans don't want them we should take them because uh, their security cleared and we can't send them back we can't allow them to be detained not not under the trump watch
0: are you comfortable? with the president taking the action to stop the refugee, um, any refugee influx in the United... Let, can you hear me? Uh-oh. Richard, can you hear me?
2: Can't hear. Hello? Okay.
0: Hello, Richard. Now I got you. Okay, I, I don't know what Sorry.
2: happened. am I comfortable? No, and let me, it let, it me
0: let me finish. Are you, I, I shouldn't use the word comfortable. Professionally, will you accept that the president of the United States has the right to make the decisions that he's made, even if we if we just take out of the equation the people who were, as you as you pointed out, stuck in the middle, um, and and found themselves not knowing what to do or where to go yesterday, will you accept professionally that he that he has the right to do that, and would you grant him the um, the uh, some some I don't know lassitude that that given his what he knows about security and what he knows about global threats that he may have made based on what he knows the decision that is best for the United
2: States? Not only do I accept he has the right, I will defend his right uh, to do what he did. Uh, that's, that's a hallmark of American democracy in a system with checks and balances that has provided the world with a stunning example of uh, democracy in action for literally hundreds of years. So absolutely uh, President Trump has the right to do what he has done. Uh, it, it, he's expressing the will of the individuals who brought him to the party, who brought him to office. And uh, it's only appropriate that uh, the political uh, decision will confront uh, the judiciary. And, and that's uh, that's the way uh, uh, the American uh, uh, democracy is designed. So May that's I? A, um, yeah.
0: Now, may I play for you what uh, Stephen Legonsky, told us yesterday, who's the uh, former director of chief counsel for the Office of Citizenship and Immigration Services in the United States? One, uh, have a listen to the question I asked him, and then the answer. Some legal experts argue that Donald Trump doesn't have the constitutional power to make the refugee and immigration decisions he's made this week. You disagree.
1: Um, I think it's a very difficult constitutional question. Um, There is a law here in the United States which says that any time the president uh, determines that the admission of any class of aliens, to use the statutory language, would be, and now I'm quoting again, detrimental to the interests of the United States, unquote, uh, then the president does have the power to exclude that group of people. The problem is that um, if you exclude people on the basis of their religion, Then there is a serious constitutional question uh, as to whether this violates uh, the guarantee of the free exercise of religion. What makes it complicated here is the fact that technically, officially, uh, this is not a ban based on religion; it's a ban based on which country you are from. It's just that every one of the countries that that appears on the list that you just described uh, happens to be a Muslim majority country, and given uh, Mr. Trump's campaign rhetoric in which he initially advocated a ban on on Muslims. Um, there could be a strong argument made that um, despite what it looks like on paper, in practice, this is really a ban on Muslims. So there's Stephen Legumsky, the um,
0: former chief counsel for the Office of uh, Citizenship and Immigration Services in the United States. Stephen, what do you think?
2: Well, uh, legally, uh, he's entitled to his uh, point of view. Uh, big picture, again, this is, this is part of the job description right. of the president of the United States based on the facts uh, that uh, he has access to, he is entitled to make that executive decision. If it's the wrong decision, quote-unquote, uh, then it'll be uh, struck down by the American uh, judicial process. Which
0: you seriously, you, you very fundamentally believe that it was the wrong decision. And it was the wrong decision because, as you wrote in your, you said in your piece this morning, Lady Liberty bows its head in shame, its lamp has gone cold and dark.
2: Yeah, for those individuals. You go yeah. ask that question to the people today, yeah. right now, at this minute, sitting in immigration detention yeah. who did nothing wrong. You're
0: talking about the people who are caught in the middle. Yeah. That's where your focus is. Now, uh, when Prime Minister Trudeau says, welcome to Canada, to, to the refugees, there are some people who have said to me, and I got a phone call earlier this morning at home, uh, what is Justin Trudeau doing? Is he, doing, uh, is he imitating Angela Merkel in, in Germany? What... How do you read that? No,
2: no, no, know. He, he's he's done the right thing. Uh, it, it's at some political risk. His his uh, almost heroic. But state. but is he doing
0: the same thing that Angela Merkel did, saying to everyone who no, who, no.
2: not at all. Okay. It, it, it's an entirely different context. Canada controls its borders. We have nowhere near the volumes. Uh, but he's but he's not German. offering
0: he's not offering the same invitation that the German chancellor offered.
2: <laughs> There's no free lunch and open door to Canada. No, no, period. no, but I, I
0: understand that. I, I know that. I know there's an ocean between us. But, but yeah. just fundamentally, philosophically, he's not doing this, not saying the same, as far as you're concerned, he's not saying the same thing that Angela Merkel said. Welcome to, uh, welcome to, he, he welcome to Germany.
2: In, in any way. Uh, uh, proposing to adopt a German immigration policy. All right.
0: Richard, I'm I'm, going to let you go, and I thank you so much for the time. You're a good guy. You're always with us. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. It's
2: always a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much. Take
0: care. Richard Kurland in Vancouver. 1-800-263-2428 is my number. 1-800-263-2428. On the Chorus Radio Network, Roy Green. And uh, the question I'm going to ask you is this. What's the the best question to ask here? Who do you you side with, Donald Trump or Justin Trudeau? Because they've both taken very different positions on the same issue. Who do you side with, Donald Trump or Justin Trudeau? 1-800-263-2428. Call me now and we'll talk.